how do you balance sort of the loneliness really, right? That first initial feeling of, of feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm lonely. And if you have, and if you have kids, you're lonely and you have to uh, be a bright star in their life also. How do you do that? I think people go, no, but I want to be happy. And then they just distract and they don't deal with the emotions. And then that just starts to, to stack up, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just like an avalanche of what we call negative stacking. Mm -hmm. It starts with, and I yeah. went through like, I'm a I'm fa I failed in my marriage, so I'm a failure. I'm like, and then the, the negative stacking, oh, I'm an awful father. You know what I mean? Like These mm -hmm. things just start piling on if you don't start to, as you pointed out, managing those emotions, those thoughts. Aloha, everyone. Welcome to Aloha Life Unchartered. Oh, yeah. We're going on an uncharted adventure where we will explore the unpredictable, unrelenting, and unfiltered experiences of relationships, love, work, love, friendships, love, family. Oh, and love. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll make sure we put a lot of love into this. <laughs> We are your hosts and real-life couple, Sean Christian and Ari Zucker, and we are inviting you into our world of adventures. And uh, don't forget to misadventures mm -hmm. into what it takes to create a happy, healthy life. Also aimed with humor and heart, mm. of course. Let's prop up our sails and head into a journey uncharted. That's pretty good, though. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Aloha, everybody. Welcome to another adventure, another misadventure. Could be. We don't know. Yep. <laughs> That's the beauty of Aloha Life Uncharted. We got our wonderful, wonderful guest, someone part of the family, Leanne Lazar, relationship coach, and much more. We're going to share a conversation. We're just going to have some fun and talk about relationships. Yes. Like one of the most important things on the planet, right, Leanne? <laughs> Absolutely. Relationships with yourself, with everyone, your partner, your family, your ex, all the things. Yeah. Yes. And today we're going to really, really specify um, divorce, the transition from divorce into sort of this new life, which I know Leanne is uh, an expert on, which is why this is so super exciting. And I'd say that Sean, you and I are, uh, we've definitely we, uh, uh, gone a, through it. I don't know if I'm an expert, uh, but I'm uh, by trial by fire. <laughs> yeah. Trial and error. Yeah. Trial by fire, I think is how I would describe. But that's really it. You have to go through some of the experiences um, to kind of really gain the wisdom and the knowledge. I mean, this is going to be extremely helpful for those who are just struggling. And it makes the pain, the process less painful, I think, you know, when you have yeah. some wisdom and knowledge. I think so. I mean, I think that, you know, in my experience, I think it was the first time in my life that um I was going through something that painful and I knew that I needed support in a different way. The capacity of my friends and my family, uh, it was beyond their capacity at that point and not in a, in a way that was detrimental or not supportive, but I knew that I needed to step out of my immediate support network in order to move through it with tools that I could apply to my life to actually get through it and not just harbor you know, feelings and, and actually feel the pain, feel, you know, all of the beautiful things that come yeah. to life when you're going yeah, through a yes. yes. transition uh, and divorce specifically and loss, you know, grief and like all of those things. So um, I was not prepared 
emotionally to go through that with where I was at the time. And so I sought out a coach and I worked with her for a year and a half, um, which was priceless with the value that I got from working with her for managing my thoughts, managing my mind, understanding really what was at the table and not just the spinning out of emotions around it every single time, because you do, you have to make decisions. I mean, there's very, uh, time sensitive decisions that you have to make. And, and when you're going through a divorce, especially when you have kids. So, you know, and I, and I feel like too, when it's that first instant of you hear those words or you decide as a couple, depending on is, you know, everyone is, is different. Right. And it's those first, um, emotions, like you said, that hurt, it's like all that, that pain you go through, no matter what, if it was the right thing to do, it still hurts no matter what. Right. And it's sort of in that process. And I always try to, you know, you lead by example in ways where, you know, we'll get to this in a, in a different segment, but, um, it's, how do you, how do you balance sort of the loneliness really? Right. That first initial feeling of, of feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm lonely. And if you have, and if you have kids, you're lonely and you have to uh, be a bright star in their life. Also, how do you do that? That is the million dollar question. (laughs) And I do, I think it, it, it really is different for everyone, but sort of having an idea that you can have emotions around your kids. You should let them see that there is a transition happening. You should communicate those things, but not impulsively, not not in a way that's, I mean, I think a lot of people try to hide their feelings and they hide their emotions. They want to say, everything's okay. Everything's okay. There are periods of time. It's not okay. There's a yeah. period, there's periods of time where you cannot, you know, muster another step to get to, you know, get food made or them in bed or, or do another math problem in class for school when your brain and your mind and your emotions are just so raw. So one of the things that I really coach on with, uh, with my clients and speak about a lot is really getting to know your feelings and where you are naming what they are at that moment. And they change, they can change moment to moment, day to day, but just owning those feelings and emotions, understanding that they're temporary. And then knowing that if you make a few changes in your thought process that you can get through it, whether that's in a half an hour, a day, whatever, because you do have to show up for the children in your life that are looking for you as a pillar and a beacon of strength and and light. So um, understanding that the priority is the comfort of the kids. You know, we're adults going through a divorce. You know, we can change. Things can be a little chaotic for a period of time, but there's priorities there. You know, where are you living? What are you guys gonna, you know, how's your routine changing? Like just, just so much at the table right away that it's all emotional, whether you ended something on great terms and it was mutually, you know, amicable, it's still a transition. Like you were saying, Ari, there is that loneliness. Oh no, this is not the plan I had for myself. This is not how I thought it was going to end up. And I'm sad about it. You know, what else could I have done? What else could they have done? You know, all of those questions go, I believe, through everyone's mind when they are either considering a divorce or going through a divorce. And 
what can you do to change and take care of things? So what I really focus on, and I think is the most important thing is managing your thoughts, managing what's coming in, feeling them, understanding them, and then acting from that place. So when you have the kids around, mom is just, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. I'm really sad. It has nothing to do with you. I love you so much. Uh, But what would make me feel good is just, let's just sit down and snuggle. Let's have a cup of hot chocolate. Let's, let's just, you know, be together, go for a walk, you know, include them and let them know that you're not just going to ship yourself off to another room endlessly, you know, or I need five minutes. I need 10 minutes in my room by myself. And when I come back out, this is what we're going to do. And so when you have clarity in your emotions, you're able to communicate that to the kids so that they know what's happening. When things are uncertain, think about like when things are uncertain for us, we are nuts. Kids are the same way. They're looking for that security. They're looking for that support and just um, consistency. Yeah, it is. You nailed something that's so beautiful. We need clarity on our own emotions. And the people, anybody I talk to, I'm like, those emotions are yours. You're entitled to every one of them. And it's okay. It is absolutely okay to embrace an emotion. The beauty of what we have now, as you said, once we get clarity, now we can change that into a feeling that we want. So we get emotional we react, which just is, you know, in general terms, mm-hmm. it is something impulsive, it, an emotion, we, it comes to us, right? But how can now I change that into the feeling that I want for myself and my kids? Exactly. And there's, there's sort of a, um, I know Abraham Hicks kind of talks about, you know, your, your range of emotions, your chart of emotions, you're not going to go from feeling grief to happiness that's not real. That's not, it's, you don't have the capacity to do it when you're in that mindset, but what's the next feeling? What's the next best feeling? What's the next best feeling after that? So if you're feeling lonely and you're feeling overwhelmed, you know, own it, know it and say, what is the next best feeling that I'm searching for? Maybe it is just peacefulness or calm, you know, or uh, comfort, things like that that you can actually get to, because I think people go, no, but I want to be happy. And then they just distract and they don't deal with the emotions. And then that just starts to, to stack up. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. It's just like an avalanche of what we call negative stacking. Mm-hmm. It starts with, and I went through like, I'm a failure. I failed in my marriage. So I'm a failure. Oh my, and then the, the negative stacking, oh, I'm an awful father. You know what I mean? Like These mm-hmm. things just start piling on. If you don't start to, as you pointed out, managing those emotions, those thoughts, you're mm-hmm. they're yours, you're entitled to them. The beauty is now you have an opportunity to create something better with those emotions. We get stuck in them, but now mm-hmm. you at least come out with a perspective, okay, great, I have now an opportunity to create. Of, of course, that's if, if you're, you know, your intention in a divorce is to, of course, you know, to create a better, healthier, happier life, right? If that's the ultimate goal, then you stay on that path with that clear intention. Mm-hmm. And let that be your compass and get clear on what you value. I'm so, I'm so glad you brought up that, that um, kind of idea, Sean, the negative emotional stacking, because you know how life is yin and yang. You can then have your positive emotional stacking. 
I'm safe. My kids are okay. You know, you can build up from that, which is also next feeling best failing, but those are, you know, we always talk about being grateful, but just stack those positive emotions as well. Like really look at what you have around you. And allow yourself to, I feel like is accepting where you're at. It's okay. Because, you know, once that coaching process, you have to allow yourself those feelings too, because it's, you know, it's, it's easy for us as coaches to say your thought is really creating your feeling. And so you're like, well, how do I change my thought? I'm so upset. You know, I'm so I'm, I'm in these deep places. I like to start from these micro places because like you guys are saying too, because it's, it's really about getting through that and then allowing yourself to do that. You're in that is that emotional state of mind and getting into that strategic state of mind and uh, allowing yourself to go, okay, I'm going to have all these emotions and I'm going to allow them to go for three weeks, three months, three, whatever I need to. But then at some point you got to get into that strategic state, right? Where you pull yourself. hundred percent, hundred percent. It's, it's about having clarity, identifying the fears surrounding it. And those, you know, the fears, oh my gosh, I'm alone. How am I going to raise these children? You know, how am I going to co-parent? How are we going to communicate? And then taking action. You know, those, that action plan, Ari, just like you said, is crucial having it, writing it out, you know, making sure that, okay, when I move through this, I'm going to start with number one, or I'm going to move to number 10 on my action plan of how I'm going to implement it and what step I'm going to take to pull myself out of it or to move forward. Um, But when we don't have those things written down for ourselves, almost like our emotional plan, right? We talk about business plans. We talk about, you know, vacation plans. Everyone can make a list to go on vacation, right? We can make that list in a second because it's positive. It's fun. It's exciting. I need this bikini. I'm going to do this. I need to make this reservation. We can plan out a vacation in a split second. Business plans are a little bit more uh, you know, difficult because there's a lot of uncertainty in many directions. Same thing with your emotional plan, right? How do you want things to play out? And if they don't go there, it's okay, but you're on the journey. You're in, you're in it. You have to just start. Yeah. And have a, and in that plan, envision what that plan is, you know, take some time and stuff, create the sense of peace and calm. Cause you're not going to do it when you're at a heightened state of emotions, of course. Right, because you're just not going to have clarity about what in the world am I envisioning for the future of myself, my kids, mm-hmm. and what does that look like? What does that feel like? And, and get the clarity and, and, and define that. Write that down. Journal that. What that whatever that is for each individual is unique. Whatever that means. Exactly. And we also have to understand that it's there's no timeline here. But give yourself time in the first few months. You know, three to four months of going through a divorce you are not going to have a life vision at that point. (laughs) You're just not. And give yourself permission to just say right now, I'm only looking at the next six months of my life. This is what people are. Well, there is day to day for sure. Like, how am I going to get through today? How am I going to get through this week? How am I going to, what, what things do we have to get done this month? Kind of thing. I, and I say that because even for myself moving through it first six months, six to nine months, was a day to day, week to week. And it, yeah, and it, it is getting yourself back to the here and now, being present in the current moment so you can, at the beginning, acknowledge it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, you make, like you said, you're going to be impatient with yourself. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm in, acknowledge I'm impatient, accept that I'm impatient right now. And then, okay, what can I alter this to do? And then how can I act on that? Mm-hmm. And like you said, break it down to very small 
manageable a lot of emotions, steps. And, you know, people are like, well, I can't, how do I get from, from divorce to, to a life of bliss? You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Fine. And we just get harder and harder on ourselves about, well, oh, I thought being divorced was going to be amazing. <laughs> like, wait a minute. You know, it is a process of a patience and self-understanding. I mean, I think that's one of the biggest, beautiful things about any moment of pain or challenge is open ourselves to some self-understanding. Yeah. You know, that's how we grow. And ultimately, that's what you want for yourself and kids too, right? Like, absolutely. Happy? We want to grow. And also the, the person who left, grow. That's it. You know, wishing everyone a sense of growth in this whole process is, is one of the big lessons I think that I've learned and, and continue to learn, by the way. Absolutely. And I think forgiveness plays a huge component here when it comes to moving forward. Um, a lot of people, talk about, you know, well, that was the worst time of my life. Well, there are, that wasn't the worst time of your life, unless of course it was an abusive situation and it was very hard. I mean, I'm not discrediting anything like that, but if you're not in that situation and maybe it was, you know, maybe there was some emotional abuse, maybe it was just, things were just not pulled together. You know, what about that experience was positive in your life? How, what did you, how did you grow? What happened? You had kids out of that. If you do have children going through divorce, you know, there are great things that have come out of, and during that time you were together um, and just recognizing that so many people want to push that off because it's painful because it's not there anymore and they feel lack and loss and it's okay to feel lack and loss at that moment but appreciating what was created, the time that you did have together and just forgiving that both of you guys, the best option was to not continue it. Right. right. And I think forgiveness is such a huge component. I know that that was in my journey, that was the component that got me into more intentional action, um, faster for myself. And when I say faster, I mean a year out. <laughs> Right. I'm not talking right. about, you know, week two. And uh, it really takes that time. It's time for giving yourself mm-hmm. forgiveness, the self judgment that we fall into, like you were saying with that emotional stacking. I mean, that's immediately where you go. And so, you know, bringing in those uh, components of uh, compassion for yourself, self love. You know, I know for myself, I was not in a self-love place for a few years before my divorce. And so that, you know, I, I recognized when I didn't have my children for two or three days for the first time ever in their life. And since they were born for me, like I had no idea what to do with myself. You know, I would drive around in the car and listen to music because I was like, <laughs> what do I do? And I would cry and I would call my parents and my dad, my dad is the one that said to me, it's Okay. I'm going to cry. It's okay to take time for yourself. I was like, epiphany. Yeah. It is one of the last things, you know, when we talk about all the different dynamics and the roles that we play as parents, as, as partners and as exes. And we, you know, if we don't define what the, the responsibility and the expectations we get, we, we start, pounding on ourselves and our own emotion we do end up in a car crying going, why am i so sad <laughs> and you know like but i gotta be this to my kids and i gotta be this to my my future partner and i gotta be this to my my boss and you go well, where were you in the room what, what what part were you gonna take and go well wait when do you take care of yourself yeah when does that come in you go, and like you said people have an epiphany like well wait 
Because I'll, I'll go through people like, so what did you do today? Well, I did this, 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 and this. I'm exhausted. And, and what did you do for yourself? <laughs> like, yeah. My who? <laughs> Yourself. Yeah. And they, it's like a new revelation to many people. So if, if we were all to give a takeaway out of this amazing conversation for our listeners and our viewers, what would uh, all start? I know yeah, a yeah. takeaway for me when it comes to, you know, we've all three of us have been through divorce. All three of us have, you know, um, ours has been a long, long time ago. <laughs> um, and we've, you know, created a healthy, very healthy relationship since then all around. Again, those will be in uh, other podcasts. Um, but uh, my takeaway for when when it's happening in the moment is accepting allowing myself to feel all that pain and um, making sure that I have surrounded myself with my parents and really close friends so that because you're never really alone when you have that support so that's my takeaway from my divorce Mm -hmm. what about you too that's a good one um I, I think first and foremost I think it is creating a state of grace mm. for yourself, for your kids, for your ex, and understanding that we're all here to grow and move forward in a healthy, happier way. If you come with that clear intention and when things get wired, well, who's picking up the kids? How's the thing going? Wait, how am I helping each one of us grow into better human beings? I love when your voice drops when That's you're right. making a moment. Right. <laughs> I know. Great. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, you're like, and I'm like, wait, what's he saying? I'm going to listen a little closer. I'm yeah. so loud otherwise. I, guess I love it. But um, yeah, grace, I just, it has to, it comes with that <laughs> comes gravity, with I guess. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that is one creative state of grace. And that does take time. Sure. I, along the same lines with both of you guys, I think my takeaway is creating a peaceful environment for myself and my children. Um, That's what I, that was my focus in creating that. And also um, support, being supported for where I I was at that moment, Um, but also continuing that. So I needed support initially to get me through that transition. And then I've continued to be supported with different coaches along the way. So it actually put me on a path of realizing the things that I do want in my life. Um, and so divorce isn't an ending. It's, it's, it's breaking open, you know, something that was meant to just be there for a period of time for you to take a step through to the next version of yourself. That's so well said. The next version of yourself. That's beautiful. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening and for watching the show. If you're watching Mm -hmm. this uh, on our YouTube channel, um, because we have some great follow-up podcasts coming up and um, our next one's Mm -hmm. co-parenting. And after that, we have some relationship renewal and it's the perfect time of year uh, for uh, all of us to have a little relationship check-in. So we'll see y'all next week or you'll hear us all next week. Yes. <laughs> Either yeah. one. Yeah. And let me leave you with one final thing. Yeah. Um, if you know you get an opportunity, just rate and review what you've taken away from this. That way, you know, perhaps that will spark that, that review, that thought may spark someone else who's struggling in this, in this area. Yeah. Um, so that just helps the community grow. And that's what we're here for, for each and every one of you, but just to help that grow that message exponentially. So we really appreciate you. Thank you, Leanne. We'll see you in our next podcast. Absolutely. Thanks guys. I always love these. (laughs) All right. right. Aloha.